Welcome back to Bet the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Connor, we can actually, I know this is a gambling show, but we can actually start gambling on the games now here. It's Who fucking legal, and it feels great. I, like, obviously it's a joke. We've been doing it for years. Yes. But now we're not breaking any rules. No. <laughs> and no. I'll tell you what. No more offshore accounts. No more driving over state lines. No more finding <laughs> some shady just... guy at the bar that has a book that I've been using for two or three years too like none of that crap kind of takes the excitement out but i honestly thought i would keep one of my offshores account and then i started using the books on the first well january 1st when it became legalized here and then there's there's absolutely no going back i mean that was like after the way that uh new year's eve ended for me when it was finally midnight and i go on to DraftKings and it's saying we are live Ah, that made me so damn excited. I've been all over books. Bet MGM's probably going to cancel my account after the two parlays. Well, one parlay that hit and one that just needs Georgia money line. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, everybody definitely take it if you're from Ohio here or whenever take it becomes. Take full advantage of all the free money. When it does become or when it does become legal in your state. Just take advantage of everything and kind of explore around, find the book that's probably the best for you. I'll Just, be honest, like I have not added that much money to my accounts and my accounts are well over 200 right now. Just because of all the free money. Just find the right bets. There's the easy ones that's like score one point and it's even money. Yeah, and then you can use that. Basically what I've been doing with all those is I take that free 25. So if it's a $25 bet... For the Cavs to make a three, like yesterday. In my eyes, I have a free play of $25. Yes. And because I'm going to use that and try to parlay it into something else. Yeah. To try to win more money. Basically, just use it as that because you lose it. It wasn't your money to begin with. It wasn't in there. And also, just, like I said, explore around. There's a shit ton of different books. Just take advantage of it. Just be smart with your money, especially if you're new. Yes. You For don't... the love of God, we don't need people losing houses because you got into gambling. We don't need that. Yeah, if you know you have an addictive personality, the nice thing they are doing on most books here in Ohio, I don't know how it is everywhere else, if it's a state-by-state thing, but you can set limits. Mm -hmm. You can limit yourself how much you're depositing a day, how much you're gambling a day, how much you're gambling a week. Like, Take advantage of that. Use your head. Just be smart. Bet within your means. Always bet with... It's, I'll be honest with you. It's super fun. It's super fun when you need the money, but no, no. <laughs> but, also, but be responsible, please. Please, for the love of God. And if you people. do have a problem, one hundred gambler. One hundred gambler. All right, Connor. College football playoff was over the weekend here. A lot of news to talk about first. So we're gonna jump into that first, and then we'll cover the big games and the heartbreak of the weekend for you. Fuck you. Any chance I get, I'm gonna poke the bear. So. Yeah, but there was other things that happened in college football because it right. never freaking stops. All right, so just some of the news I want to hit on. 
If you are interested, this Saturday we do have the Army All-American game. I am going to be watching that, watching some of the best freshmen. I know uh, on Tuesday we had the Under Armour All-American game, and that was a very phenomenal game. I'll have a couple of notes probably from both games, just from what I saw, players that I think could make a very immediate impact. But uh, that'll be next episode. But as far as the news, Tanner Mordecai ended up hitting the portal. And I believe it's a fit beneficial now that it is to Wisconsin. So Wisconsin getting an immediate starter. I know they took uh, Evers, the Oklahoma kid, but this definitely gives them a solidified starter week one. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting Mordecai's gonna wherever he's going, he's gonna start. So, hundred yeah. uh, percent. The highly coveted transfer portal cornerback Fentrell Cypress uh, has announced that he will be going to FSU. I mean, FSU again in the portal, just doing work. I mean, Norvell has done this the last couple of years, getting like Jermaine Johnson, Johnny Wilson, uh, Jared Verse. So he's already got Jaheim Bell and now Cypress. I know there was uh, another, I think they ended up getting a tackle also. So, I mean, Norvell, again, just hitting in the portal. Yeah, he's been killing it. And like you said, we kind of were a little scared of how much we were going to love. Yeah, and considering some things that transpired that we will get to later, I mean, it's going to be hard for us. Uh, Grayson McCall has announced he is out of the portal and he is back to Coastal. Weird move. Did not didn't see that coming, especially with Chadwell gone. Yeah, especially with like he was already at Auburn. There were several, or he never took the official visit to Auburn, but like he was rumored to go Auburn. There were all kinds of Power Five rumors that were going on with him. But yeah, pretty I think pretty big for uh, the new coach Tim Beck to have star quarterback coming back for one more year uh next it was kind of announced during the game but will rogers will be back at mississippi state i think that's very big news i know like there's a lot going on with the mississippi state team but having will rogers coming back will be big for them uh next just uh I'll just riddle through a lot of these players that decided to uh, go pro. We had Bryce Young and Will Anderson both decide to go pro. Uh, Brian Brzee uh, decided to go pro. Zach Evans decided to go pro. Unfortunately for me, Deuce Vaughn decided to go pro. I'm very excited to see where he goes. Obviously, everybody knows about that. Tuli Tuapaloto, the USC edge rusher, has uh, decide go pro Eli Ricks has decided to go pro uh it's all the major announcements right now I know eventually we'll get some more announcements especially once the playoffs over waiting for some of those Ohio State players to announce uh Austin Oon the 29 year old quarterback has decided he is coming back to North Texas I think this is great for them he didn't want to lose out on his 401k Jesus Christ. I mean, damn near. Yeah. Uh, Jihad Carter, Syracuse defensive back, pretty coveted in the transfer portal, has decided to go to OSU. I am very excited for this as an OSU fan, especially getting some 
like insurance in the secondary, especially we've had some corners end up hitting the portal. So very excited to see what he could bring for us. Uh, Carson Steele, the uh, Ball State running back, has it announced he is going to UCLA. Keep getting that hype train going for UCLA. Mm. I I cannot wait to see them next season. Uh, It has been made official. Sam Hartman is going to Notre Dame. This happened like a little bit before. I literally just learned about this like two seconds ago. Is that why your jaw dropped? Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, why didn't he tell me? Like, I assumed you would have been. No, like literally it kind of came official as I was pulling into your driveway. So, yeah, I mean, big get for Notre Dame. Just can they giant re- get for Notre Dame? Can, really? Just can they recruit some wide receivers yeah, <laughs> and yeah. or hit the portal for wide receivers? Very interesting to see. Uh, kind of like already expected this, but it has been announced. Uh, Dylan Gabriel back for one more year at Oklahoma. Hopefully, he could kind of try to resurrect Oklahoma after a season that was. Yeah, I didn't um, feel like he played like too terribly bad. I just think that team was kind of poorly coached and wasn't really that talented still one of my greatest hits hitting that under on win yes like four games into the season i think it was i can't remember but uh last piece of news uh bobby petrino will now become the oc at texas a&m after a short month-long stint as the unov offensive coordinator so like bobby petrino yeah, I mean, it's very par for the course, so. I mean, I, the the thing that I love the most about this, and it's going to be why I'm going to be so interested to watch Texas A&M games, Bobby Petrino will not take shit from Jimbo. And so we could get some, like, antics with some yelling matches on the sidelines, and I just think that just adds more entertainment to what could already be Texas A&M games. I feel like this has a giant possibility to come crashing down to a yes. one fire, but either way, like take it for what it is. It's a big name at a big school. All right. So, we're going to, we want to go playoff first. Uh, let's talk about the other games first. We just knocked the news out. Let's get the rest of the bowl schedule out of here and then we'll just do a complete nose dive into the playoff. All right, starting off with Minnesota 28, Syracuse 20. Uh, Mo Ibrahim becomes Minnesota's all-time leading rusher. Great for that kid. Uh, I want to say it was a defense, like Minnesota's defense won this game. I know they did have a pick six. But also at the same time, Syracuse outgained Minnesota 477 to 215 and lost. Mm-hmm. Just... I mean, that loved Syracuse for half the season, but man, that back half. Yeah, well, they finished down the street. They went seven games. They won. They were six and oh. Yeah. And then one and six down the stretch. Yeah. And then to have something like this happen in that game, just. Uh, Florida State 35, Oklahoma 32. This was a great game. Uh, I think both teams kind of came out as uh, winners. Florida State ends a great season with a great win, trying to kind of ride the hype wave into 2023, see what like happens with some of the announcements. I still haven't seen anything from Jared Verse, but still time before I don't – I think it's like end of January is when they have to 
be like in the draft. I can't fully remember. Yeah, I, I remember when we talked about it on the podcast, like action projected line. They they were right at it. Yeah, action was actually right. Uh, despite the loss, this was a great game from Oklahoma. They were down a lot of key players. I think they were starting to. True fresh. I know uh, Gavin is a true freshman, but I believe both running backs were true freshmen, and just had like makeshift offensive line with a lot of opt outs. Just great, great like win in a loss for them, mm-hmm. and they also probably the fan base got a great win a couple days later. Uh next one: Washington twenty-seven, Texas twenty. Wasn't the high-scoring game that we were all hoping for, but it was still a great game. Uh, just great way to end the season for Washington. Uh, 100%, especially after a lot of preseason expectations were not very high for this team. No. Was that 11 Well, team? at least on this podcast they weren't. It was, I think there were some people that had them as like dark horses, but nobody was counting to Washington really to win 11 games, no. Uh, next game, Maryland 16, NC State 12. Just ugly defensive game. Only one touchdown. Seven field goals. <laughs> Gross. Uh, if you're love, if you're a special teams guy, this is all over for you. Uh, next game, Pitt thirty-seven, UCLA thirty-five. Surprisingly, great game. Uh, tough last game for DTR. Ended up throwing three like kind of crucial picks. Uh, and for Pitt, just great way to end the season and winning a game that your head coach doesn't like winning, a high-scoring game. No, and this, again, just goes to show how bowl games are can just be completely random when one team's trending, trending down, the other's been trending up, mm-hmm. and then it just goes like this. Uh, next game, Notre Dame 45, South Carolina 38. Uh, phenomenal back-and-forth game. With a lot, lot of momentum swings, multiple times that each team ended up going up by double digits. It was just absolutely insane, and honestly, just great way to end the season for both teams. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought, I thought this was a great spot at the way South Carolina has been playing, and it just didn't quite come to fruition. Notre Dame just ends their season as a team that I'll just. Couldn't read all. Season. It's just crazy that like Buckner had three ints and they still won this game. They gave up a hundred yard touchdown or int return for a touchdown. Did I miss anything? Is he in the portal yet? Buckner? Yeah. No. Not Why? yet. I don't know. Why? Because Hart. I mean, well, I mean Hartman just announced I, he's going. I know, but I just assumed he, thinks he, he could beat him anyway. out. Yeah. Like when you told me, I'm surprised he threw three interceptions, but then you continued with. And still won. I said, I thought you were going to stop there. I'm like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> like, I would have probably predicted that. Uh, next one, uh, Ohio 30, Wyoming 27. Just was a great under the radar game, back and forth with a, a phenomenal walk off touchdown. And I just want to give props. I know we are both like part of my take guys, barstool guys. It was a great production by I'm them. more of a part of my take guy than a Barstool guy, but they did put a really good show when I did tune in this one. A lot better than their basketball one. I'll put it that way. Eh, I thought the basketball one I was thought bad. the basketball one was bad, yeah. but I I enjoyed this football one a lot. Uh, my ne- big thing, I'm sorry to interrupt you. My big thing when it comes to things like this is I don't, 
it's everybody's got their own stroke. Like I don't like comedy and like goofiness when it comes to my sports. I want real announcers, real analysis, stuff like that. Well, you're the and, gu- you're talking to the guy that was watching the uh, mega cast for the Michigan TCU. Yeah, tough. Like I I could never. I couldn't do it. It's just I, it it's was, not for me. So if it works for you, it's we'll bringing, get to, we'll get to it when we get to the playoff games. But just a couple things to discuss there. Uh Tennessee. 31, Clemson, 14. Dominating performance by Tennessee. And while the Kate Kublik, uh hype train hit a kind of screeching halt, the Joe Milton hype train. Bro, st- that like, fucking arm of his. Dude, that – and, like, they've har- – they've like, at Tennessee, they've harnessed his ability. At, like, I am so excited to see what happens. Like, I thought – that Nico might end it up, might end up winning it, but Joe's gonna put up a hell of a fight for that dude's got a rocket launcher. I want to make the case that he has the strongest arm of any quarterback in the world. Like I don't he, think that's crazy. So for the Orange Bowl, they had him throw an orange. He threw it over a hundred yards because he threw it the complete length of the football field. It went past the football field and hit like a gate that was behind the end zone. Yeah, I, I, I understand that's an orange, but still. I really think he probably, if he was in the NFL, he'd have the strongest arm. Not saying he's a better quarterback than anybody, obviously. Yeah, I need to see a throw-off between him, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, like he's got a cannon. If next year he can harness that and just kind of like he did here, like Tennessee could be a wagon. Yeah. Uh, next game, a little bit of a heartbreak for me. Uh, Alabama 45, Kansas State 20. Kansas State started off strong, but then the talent of Bama ended up being too much. They did have a scenario where they had like a 10-minute drive where they went the full length of the field, got to the one-yard line, ended up missing on fourth and goal. I mean, if that had, but that, and then after that, Bama goes like 99 yards, scores a touchdown before half. They get the second half, they get the ball to start the second half, and then it just snowballed out of control after that yeah this was me i was driving to maryland during this game and i was kind of clicking back and forth between that and some basketball games uh bama a lot more like they tried a lot harder than i thought yeah like good, there was a lot like, of motivation good there. on bama to get these players to play again and honestly just phenomenal last game for bryce young 15 for 21 321 yards five touchdowns best quarterback Saban's ever coached in college in my opinion and nothing to show for it, which is crazy. I mean, he does have a ring and a Heisman, but he didn't win that ring. As yeah, I guess, yeah, uh, he does have the Heisman, but in the ring, yeah, he was the but, backup. Uh, so. Now to the most disgusting game ever. Iowa 21, Kentucky 0. An absolutely beautiful disaster of a game. You had an over under of thirty one with the two lowest picks, ever with two pick sixes and it still hits one offensive touchdown two defensive touchdowns seventeen punts insane you know I forget the percentage but if you throw a pick six the likelihood of an over cashing like increases by like a decent number yeah and that they was the two. thing is it was it, like they got those two and so the funny thing was for this. I ended up betting uh, first touchdowns because uh, you have like it finally gave me the option to bet some props. 
But uh, so I had cashed on Deuce Vaughn first touchdown in the Kansas State uh, Bama game. In this one, I placed two, one on Iowa's Iowa defensive touchdown first, and then one on Kentucky defensive touchdown first. And came so fucking close because it was right after that touchdown is when they have a pick six. But yeah, I mean, that's just to me, it's crazy. You had to have that happen like right before half. I actually got a little bit worried and then just cruised to no more points. Just... And then like you had no worries because the, nobody was moving the ball. Uh, next one, skipping over the playoff games, uh, Mississippi State nineteen, Illinois ten. Defensive game with a bad beat at the end. Oh yeah, Our that, hearts that go was out tough. to anybody who had Illinois plus three and a half. Yeah, that it's that and was one of the worst. Beats just I've great seen. way for Mississippi State to end the season after everything they've been through the last couple weeks. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. I love the helmets. The helmets were awesome. So next game, Tulane forty six, USC forty five. Game of the year. For 2023, there was actually another game of the year that already occurred, but we'll get to that later. Phenomenal comeback by Tulane, down 15 with 4.30 left. Somehow on a kickoff after scoring a touchdown, you get get USC down at the one-yard line, get a safety, and then turn around, score. Just great game by Tulane. Uh, two and ten last season to twelve and two this season. What a great turnaround by that team! Uh, and just for USC, bad way to end the season. That defense needs a lot of work. Caleb Williams deserves so much credit for carrying that defense for so fucking long. Yeah, and I'm sure Riley's gonna, you know, address that in the portal, but. We've also seen how he can get a lot of talent and still have bad defenses. Yeah, I don't know how they can continue with Alex Grinch. No offense. He's had he's been with Lincoln for a while. I know he went from Wazoo to Ohio State to Oklahoma and he's been with Lincoln Riley since, but he hasn't been able to produce a good defense. No, not yet. I think that like like you said, it's probably about time to move on. And on the other side though, like Program defining win for Tulane, like absolutely awesome, absolutely. Pratt will be back next year. Like this Tulane team should be, will be ranked in the top twenty-five to start the season, and will probably be like the Group of Five dark horse. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, next game, we ain't gonna talk much about it. LSU sixty-three, Purdue seven. Woof. Yep, tough. <laughs> All right, next game, Penn State thirty-five, Utah twenty-one. Uh, score doesn't really show it. But Penn State dominated this game. Game kind of changed when uh, Cam Rising got hurt. Kind of tough to see that at us being Cam Rising guys. Yep. Shout out to the backup for cashing the over for you too. Oh my God! So <laughs> back to what we were talking about before about Bet MGM might cancel my account. So first two bets on Bet MGM were. Two four-team parlays because that was one of the things that they had was to get a boost. One of them, one of them was uh, Mississippi State to win the over in the Tulane uh, USC game. Uh, LSU money line 
just because I didn't know what the fuck to bet in that game. So I just took, I knew LSU was going to win it. And then the last leg was Mississippi or the uh, Penn State, Utah over. And boy, was it a sweat. $25 to win 215 Sweating my balls off, but with seven seconds left, I think it was, cash the over, cash the parlay. And the other parlay that I have, the only extra leg, is Georgia money line. So that's for $250. So. Yeah, but that's definitely, like we even said. First two bets on BetMGM, I was like, they're going to cancel my account. And I don't want to be biased, but if you're new in Ohio, like, awesome that you're winning that money on BetMGM. But like we've kind of talked, might would cash that money out and move on. I mean, I'm going to keep the account like I talked to you before just because you're going to leave the money to bet season win totals. And honestly, like, I'm going to be betting on whatever book gives me the best line for what I want. That is very true. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all the bowl games now to what I want. I don't think this is a hot take. This was the best semifinals we have had in the oh, playoff. Oh, yeah, 100%. Era. I don't even think it's close. I don't think anybody disagree with you. Phenomenal games. Starting off with TCU 51, Michigan 45. I want to gloat so fucking much. Um, I don't know if you want to gloat here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because going into the OSU-Georgia game, knowing Michigan lost, I felt a little bit better about myself. I just want to say, though, all fear the hypnotoad. I God. love that guy. I, I mean, the wild run just continues. It's just funny, though. I thought about this. They have the hypnotoad, yet they're the horned frogs. Toads and frogs are two totally different it's things. Okay. I don't fucking care, though. It fucking works. I really want to get, like, a hypnotoad shirt. Just, like, this was an amazing run that TCU has had. And it just continues. Uh, uh, so from the first play watching it, like it may seem like this was about to be a blowout. Donovan Edwards rips off. I don't, I, I think it was like a 50 yard run, something like that. And it kind of gave me a little bit of PTSD from the, uh, OSU Michigan game. But then they come away with no points. You try to run the Philly special. No offense. The Philly special is dead. Like yeah, real, Teams real need original. To stop fucking running this. It, it literally, if you're in a goal line situation and you see more than two laterals, find the quarterback. That's yeah, where the you know ball the ball's is going. coming to him. Like, how is nobody like? I mean, somebody's had to do it. Like, put a little bit of wrinkle into it and do something a little bit different. But that is ran so much; it's been beat down. Every defense knows it's coming. Yeah, like, exactly. I just I I'm getting I'm getting to be done with it. Uh but like I said, that long run, the Philly special blowing up, you get no points. The next possession, JJ throws a pick six. Then you have uh on the next drive, you have that T D that was overturned, spotting the ball at the one yard line, and next play fumble. And then it just kind of spiraled out of control. Every time Michigan scored, TCU ended up scoring, kind of making it out of reach. Yeah. Granted, they did have a shot at the end, but... TCU basically matched every single punch that Michigan threw. 
Like yeah. Every, with a knockout punch. And you thought it was the knockout punch, and then Michigan would do something crazy, and then TCU would score again. Yeah, exactly. Every single time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, for TCU, it just seemed like every lucky uh, – they got every lucky play. Like, But also, that's been TCU this whole season. Team of destiny. Two pick sixes, you get the most turnovers – for against Michigan, who's been pretty good about not turning the ball over. Uh, and like I said, Duggan really didn't have his best game. Granted, cash that uh, over on rushing yards. Thank you for that. Yeah, Max. the running ability, I really think, kind of bothered Michigan a lot. Something that C.J. Stroud couldn't do all the time. And you also had uh, Condre Miller go, get hurt. But Demar... I want to get his name right. Demuricado stepped up and ended up getting 150 yards. And honestly, the defense deserves a lot of credit. I mean, just good game by them. The 3-3-5 definitely messed with J.J. a little bit. He wasn't able to read it as fast and make the right moves. But just great win by TCU. Yeah, you know what's crazy is for some of the people that are younger out here, they don't even remember, like, Remember growing up this TCU what this TCU program was? Yeah, I remember back with like Andy Dalton with the win in the Rose Bowl, TCU being with Ohio State for the p- first playoff. Oh no, not even that shit. I'm talking about like this was a Mountain West team that was Oh yeah. Oh like, okay, okay, okay. I get you what You know you're like I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like the outside dark horse whack that- to Mountain West to Big the 12 to college football playoff. Yeah. Like, when we were growing up, this was the Cinderella team. Basically, you know, I compared them to, like, it was, it's, it, they were essentially Boise State with more funding. Like, yeah. They were in very yeah, yeah. similar spots, mm-hmm. and they took the jump. Well, and, that, and I mean, I can just think about there were so many times that we had the battles between Boise State and TCU for the Mount West. And now they're sitting there. Or whack. I'm sorry. In the college football playoff. He, We'll get to the championship later on, but like if they do win it, like Gary Patterson's not going to get any credit, but he deserves a shit ton for I even mean, getting no this program offense, on the map. They were five and seven last year, and it seemed like once they got rid of Patterson, the TCU team was a little bit different. And honestly, like great story for Max Duggan. He wasn't named the starter, stuck with TCU, goes in, Heisman finalist in the college college football national championship. No, no, okay. So don't get me wrong. Like, if he was coaching this TCU team, this team would not be here. No. I'm saying, like, he deserves some credit for those 20 years to even get him to okay, this no, point no, no. to be I, able all right, to all right. compete. I, okay, I get what you're saying. I like, without Gary saying. Patterson, this program is not here. And without Gary Patterson, no, right. they might not even be in a Power 5 conference. No, you're right. You're and now they're right. literally playing for the college football national no, championship. No, you're definitely right. All right. Let's do it. Georgia 42, 41, Ohio State 41. Uh, definitely think, no offense to Tennessee and Alabama, this was the game of the year by far. Um, Disagree, but go ahead. Uh, we'll jump over this table. Uh, so just I'm just going to speak from the Ohio State side for – Hot second. Uh, I was going into this game with not a lot of confidence, but also the fact that our back was against the wall. 
was ready to see if Ryan could get the guys going. And uh, watching the game, literally everything that I said needed to happen, happened. They protected CJ. The O-line had one of their best games of the season. CJ needed to use his legs. He had 34 uh, rushing yards and picked up the big 27-yarder that led to uh well we'll talk we'll talk about that in a second uh he also showed very very good pocket presence able to move around the pocket very well they were able to limit jalen carter's impact and they just came up short despite having the chance for the field goal to win it uh yeah that was uh it was it was tough to swallow knowing that we played by far I, I I will say offensively defensively we had our moments obviously you had the Latham Ransom slip and it's so hard to like say anything bad about that cuz Latham was making Brock Bowers life very very hard and I mean it's also hard when you have the Marvin Harrison uh, targeting. I will say that because by rule that was targeting, even though they didn't call it. I really didn't want to be one of those guys, but man, like when you have a play like that, and then you have the timeout, like those were honestly the two plays of the games. Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, the timeout was a little more justifiable, in my opinion, than the. Than the targeting, I obviously when a guy's like looking up at the ball, I think it's clear that was targeting. Even though he was like, I don't, I don't really understand their claim there. Because like at the time, he's a defenseless player because he's not paying attention to anything that is around him. And what I know, the blurred line that happens with a lot of people with targeting rules is they think it has to be the crown of the helmet. That is the case if you are a non-defenseless player. When you are defenseless, it is just any like hard, forcible contact to the head or neck area. He was, I understand it wasn't helmet to helmet, but that shoulder hit Marvin square in the head. That's targeting. But nonetheless, Georgia really showed their champion championship pedigree by not pressing. And able to come back. Stetson Bennett fucking does it again. But kind of feel like Kirby got a little bit of out coach there. I know like the timeout, like that's coaching, but like besides that, I think he was kind of out coached. I think Day coached his fucking dick off. And I kind of feel like we silenced some critics. I know we're probably gonna still have our critics, but I think we really I I think we really proved a lot of people wrong. I on like it's hard for me to say I couldn't be prouder in a loss. Yeah, I mean, I know that it, sounds like loser talk, but in all reality, like you should have won the game. Like you, like you said, like Brian Day probably outcoached Kirby Smart. You look like the better team on the field. Just the end result wasn't exactly what you wanted. I mean, I know. A lot of people are probably proven wrong because of what they saw in the Michigan game. But, like, if you actually, like, look up and down the rosters, like, Ohio State's definitely more talented. 
Like, is it, could they all put it together? Like, this shouldn't have been, like, a Cinderella story. Like, if you want to say Georgia's more talented, go ahead. But Ohio State's got a better roster. It's full It's full of more athletes. It's better players. It's just, I mean, individual players don't win games. But this isn't like a David Griffith Goliath. It's just we saw what happened in the Michigan game, and this Georgia team's a better version of that. Ohio State really showed what they can do against a hard-nosed team. And like you said, awesome for CJ. He made himself a lot of money. Yeah, seeing a lot more of, like, uh, reports that they believe uh, CJ – kind of past Bryce a little bit. I'll uh, wait to see how the process goes out, but I think he proved like what he did with moving around, running the ball was what everybody, uh, the scouts really wanted to see. But yeah, I still think ultimately Bryce goes one, but it's a lot freaking closer than what we As somebody who does have a uh, future on CJ Stroud to be the first quarterback taken, I'm just going to say that's without doubt he passed Will Levis at two. Yeah. Um, Which would, shouldn't have been a thing to begin with. We'll get but. to draft coverage probably a couple months down the road, possibly. All right. But it, I mean, definitely after the NCAA tournament. Uh, but Monday we have it set TCU versus Georgia. Just wanted like preview the game. We'll get to our picks like in a second, but like, just wanted to talk about like what do these teams need to do to win? Obviously for TCU the list is a little bit longer, but just wanted to rip through some of the ideas that I have and see what you think or if you have any ideas add to. So just for how TCU wins this game, obviously they need to follow the Ohio State blueprint of the O line has to protect Duggan. You need to like Georgia's edge rushers weren't really a factor in the game that much. uh, OSU's tackles were able to control them. I know that there was one that Paris Johnson got 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 by uh, freshman. But, um, I mean, you got, like, not just with, like, I'm not worried about their edges. You got to control Jalen Carter. OSU was able to because they have the good tackles and du- basically double-teamed Jalen the whole game. Um, I think Duggan has to be effective with his legs. Kind of like 1,000%. That was going to be my biggest point. Not not even with the designed runs, but the off-play uh, just where things are going crazy and he just needs to get what he can get. Rushing... Get- um, rushing yards for Duggan, 27 and a half. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so the other thing for me, all I have a longer list, but uh, Quentin Johnson has to win against Gringo. It was kind of like that first, that first quarter, well, first half, Marvin was able to get his against Gringo. Obviously goes for 100 yards, two touchdowns, and kind of after that before the targeting he kind of what like they didn't really need to go to marv they were getting everything they wanted from everybody else so quentin johnson really needs to make an impact stemming off of that when they are trying to double team quentin uh tay darius savian and wiley all need to help out they need to make plays because you can't just fully rely on Quentin Johnson to win you this game. Another thing, 
we talked about the Keandre Miller injury. You gotta hope that he is healthy for this game. If not, Demurcado must step up. He was able to in the Michigan game. He's really gonna have to step up in this game. And honestly, the one thing that you've been doing all season, you have to hit those explosive plays. Those have been the key to your offense for so long. And honestly, the last piece, you need that damn hypno-toed magic. Yeah, 100%. I actually agree a lot with the last one. And, and like, all your points are good. But, like, I don't know if it's – I think this is probably – this is, I mean, the ath- the difference between the athletes here is. Want me, for- want, want me to go to the flip side about how Georgia wins this? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> is it All right, lead so off just like just like some of the uh, not as long of a list, but just like a few things that I think that they need to happen. But uh, kind of hope that Darnell Washington is healthy. Him and Bowers together, if they're both playing will be able to exploit the 3-3-5. Having two good tight ends is kind of the doomsday for the 3-3-5. God hope that that Stetson magic outdoes the Hypnotoad. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I talked about a little bit with TCU. They Georgia needs to get pressure off of the edge. And at the same time, you need Jalen Carter to impact this game. But on paper, you are the better team. But we all, I know this is Georgia, but we have also said this like six times. At least I have. Yeah. Well, expect, I get it. This is a different animal. I mean, like, when does the glass slipper come off for TCU? All right, Connor. The last time of this college football season, we got picks. We do. I'm sitting on 10. You're sitting on 10. Well, let's start. Do you want to go props? Or you want to go whole thing first? Uh Well, okay, I'll get I'll just get the one out of the way. It's the FCS Championship. Oh yeah. I have to bet it. Give me North Dakota State plus 5 and a half. I know some books have principle. it. Principle. Yeah, just strictly principle. Uh they North Dakota State and South Dakota State already played this season. It was in the Fargo Dome. That was a two-point win by South Dakota State. I just think this is going to be a low-scoring game. And, I mean, just they've been the champions for how long? It's almost like... Somebody was mixed it's almost in like It's almost like, yeah, Sam Houston State. Uh, but still... It's like you betting UConn women's basketball. It's like betting against Saban when he's an underdog. Yeah, like, I, I totally it, agree. It, it just is what it is. Um, all right, so I do have about eight props here. Uh, just rattle through them. Max Duggan over half a rushing touchdown. The last, uh, in the Big 12 championship and in the last playoff game, he scored rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to need to score one to keep TCU in this game. Plus 125, so, like, yeah, added value. value. Uh, so what did you say his odds were for rushing yards? DraftKings has a 27 and a half. Damn it, it dropped. I took the over at 28 and a half rushing yards. I just think he's going to have to make plays with his, uh, with his legs. I don't know how much pressure, like, I'm not 
that really worried about getting lost yards for sacks because I think he's just going to be able to make it up. We've seen this dude run 95 yards in one drive. So love that. Next one, Stetson Bennett over nine and a half rushing yards. What does worry me is Neil out. <laughs> yeah, I hate that shit. I wish I would. But I still think he, I think he's in the 20 to 30 range. I think he's gonna have to make plays with his legs. I, I just, I just, it, it, it's a small number. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, Quinton Johnson over eighty-eight and a half rushing yards. Rushing yards, or I mean receiving yards. My apologies. He, they need a big game from him. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, he obviously has the ability to get this in like one play. Yeah, any play. Uh, next one. Lad McConkey, I'm taking his under receiving yards at 40 and a half. He only had two catches for negative one yard in the OSU game. Looked very, very hurt. I'm surprised that this number was so high. I just don't know if he's fully healthy and how much of an impact he's going to have in this game, especially with some of TCU's corners. Uh Next one, Kenny McIntosh over sixty-eight and a half. It's at plus one hundred right now. I think he's he's been running the ball very very well for Georgia. I think that's just going to continue. Uh next one, longest TD. Ooh, over forty-three and a half yards. Ooh, I love that. I really love this. I mean, I just either way, I think that. I think both teams could have two touchdowns over this long. Yeah. It does worry me that it is a touchdown. If it was like longest play, I'd love yes. it even more, but I just think either way, we're going to have a big play touchdown. Uh, and then the last one I have, Brock Bowers over half a receiving touchdown at plus 110. I think he needs to score in this game for Georgia. I don't think they need him to score to win this game. I think they could just out-talent TCU, but I think he's going to score in this. But for my only play on a side, on a total, give me the over 63. I think this is a high-scoring national champion. It's half right now. God damn it. Depending on the book. But, I mean, it's still around the same numbers. So but, yeah, I, I don't. Spread. Obviously, we talked about the parlay that I have that has Georgia money line. We all know where I'm hoping for there. I am so goddamn tempted to take TCU plus the points. But, man, I just worry is this when it ends and how bad can it end. We had two phenomenal semifinal games. Typically, we have at least one blowout. Do we get a blowout in the national? Yeah. Tournament? So remember, on- I love. I want to say. I want to preface this. I love TCU. I was on TCU before you around the Kansas Kansas TCU game because you're like, oh, they're not going to cover, and what happens? TCU covers, goes on this magical run. I know I was on Kansas State against them. Yada yada yada. I just don't know, man. Remember last week when I said there's no, I don't envision a scenario. Where we Michigan talked about it. OSU, we said that OSU had the better chance of pulling the upset than TCU. Mm-hmm. Came close to having both. Yeah. But the one that we didn't think was going to pull the upset kind of ran away with the, their game. 
Yeah, look, I'm taking Georgia in the points. I'm laying the 12 and a half. Ooh, I think it's ballsy. a shit kicking. Ballsy. And I know I've said that three or four times, and this is the last damn game of the season. I'm going to go on Blades of Glory and do it one last time. I mean, on paper, Georgia is so much more fucking talented. And yeah. typically in sports, the Cinderella does not end up on top at the end. It it ends eventually. And sometimes it could end very, very harshly. Here's what I'll say. Here's my two variances of this game. We see a repeat of Alabama Notre Dame in the national title. 42 to nothing? A shit kicking. 42 to 7. Like just a shit kicking, something like that, 42 to 14. Yeah, yeah. Or TCU, we have a really, really good fucking game and TCU loses by like three. I don't see the scenario where TCU wins. And I don't see like a 14-point game. I see a three-point game or like a four-time Yeah, you're blowout. laying the points at 12 and a half with Georgia. You don't see it being a 14-point But I think it's more oh, likely okay, okay. that Georgia is okay, going to annihilate them than not. I get what you're saying. And again, if I'm wrong, TCU, I apologize. I've hated on you all year. I mean, I was back in Kansas back in week five. Like, this team's what this team's Told better you than you. Told you not to battle me. Told you not to battle me. All right, how'd your Kansas State bet do? Shut up. Just saying. Just saying. You're an asshole. So you're going to – if you had to lean either way, you would probably lean more, a little more towards TCU is what you're saying, though? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's too hard for me to bet. Like, I, the TCU – Taking TCU would be a heart bet. Georgia would be the brain bet. And honestly, both my heart and my brain are kind of stupid, so I don't know really which one to follow. So Either do I. So, what time's the game Monday? Uh, Why don't they play it on fucking Saturday for one? I don't know. I hate that shit. I don't know. Like Some of us got to be up at... 3.45 in the morning to be at work, and they play these oh, games. Oh, and you still can't show up to work on time. No, never do. But, yeah, I don't like that. But, again, everybody enjoy your weekend. This is the last game. We'll be back. Uh, so, looking at 7.30. Oh, it's not too bad. I was just assumed it would be like an 8.15 kick. But I mean, you're not even going to watch it. You're going to be betting your stupid basketball. I mean, I'll be clicking back and forth. It'll be in the little TV. This is the last time that I could say, oh, your stupid basketball before we become a full-on yeah, well, basketball Yeah, ne- well, contract. next week, we're there's some programming time things. We're going to get worked out a little bit more. Next week will be the, kicking Cody off the, the recap. <laughs> the host. The, so, we'll recap the the national title game. Connor will probably go through some news and notes and maybe just like a little bit of a preview towards like next season, even though like just some teams you're looking forward to, you know what I mean? And then expectations on here we go into a full on downpour of the greatest sport in the United States. Lay the points with Ohio State. Is that is that your best play? No, it's honestly not. No, no, what? No, I, I'm not giving any basketball I'm picks. I'm honestly up. so surprised. I was ready to take Ohio State money line because I thought they would be underdogs and their favorites. Shockingly enough, I'm not giving you out any side or totals until we dive crazy into it. I've been also stay away from my Louisville uh, <laughs> just blind fade because it's kind of coming to a crashing halt. Yeah, the only thing I will give out, and it is in that game, is I would take uh, Zach Eadie's over-rebounds as 11.5. Yeah, I, I, That's did, a dom- he's gonna I did see that because, like I told you, I was looking at Bryce's over on uh, I mean, points. I mean, we are the Bet the Juice podcast because you're going to have to eat some juice. It's minus 150, but I still like it. I mean, if you could, 
if I were you, I would try to see if your book lets you like move it a little bit and get it at 12 maybe. Yeah, or if you are new to betting, like especially in Ohio, and you have those like risk-free bets, just bet the whole thing. Fuck it. Yeah, it's free money. Just go ahead and do it. So we're out of here. Enjoy the national title game. Peace.